Thank you for listening to a Praise Chapel Kingman podcast. If you need any information about our church, or if you'd like to give online, please visit us at praisechapelkingman.com. Thank you, Jesus. Hey, let's give the Lord a big clap offering, would you? Thank you, Lord. He's a good God. I, I have a story I'm going to open up with that has nothing to do with what I'm preaching, and <clears throat> I'm not really sure if it's a true story you can judge for yourself, <clears throat> but a woman brought a very limp duck into a veterinary surgeon. As she laid her pet on the table, the vet pulled out his stethoscope and listened to the bird's chest. After a moment or two, the vet shook his head and sadly said, I'm sorry, your duck, Cuddles, has passed away. The distressed woman wailed, Are you sure? Yes, I'm sure. Your duck is dead, replied the vet. How can you be so sure, she protested. I mean, you haven't done any testing on him or anything. He might just be in a coma or something. The vet rolled his eyes around and turned and left the room and returned a few minutes later with a black Labrador retriever. As the duck's owner owner looked on in amazement, the dog stood on his hind legs, put his paws on the examination table, sniffed the duck from top to bottom, and then looked up at the vet with sad eyes and shook his head. (laughs) The vet patted the dog on the head and took it out of the room. A few minutes later, he returned with the cat. The cat jumped up on the table and also delicately sniffed the bird from head to foot. The cat sat back on its haunches, shook its head, meowed softly, and strolled out of the room. The vet looked at the woman and said, I'm sorry, but as I said, this is most definitely 100% certifiably dead duck. The vet turned to his computer terminal, hit a few keys, and produced a bill, which he handed to the woman. The duck's owner, still in shock, took the bill. $150, she cried. $150 just to tell me my duck is dead? The vet shrugged and said, I'm sorry. If you had just taken my word for it, the bill would have been $20. But with the lab report and the CAT scan, it's now... A hundred and fifty dollars. As I said, I don't, I don't know about the the uh, the uh, reality of that uh, story, but you can make up your own decision. <clears throat> We're going to deal with something tonight. I pray tonight that that every one of us, I I sense a an openness and response. Uh, and, and a receptivity to the Holy Spirit in this place. I, I really do believe that you've come uh, to receive. I believe that's why we're here tonight, isn't it? <clears throat> but, you know, I, I know that Jesus said that oftentimes he'd say, he that has ears to hear, hear. And so tonight I want to just encourage you to tune in uh, with your spiritual ears uh, this evening, because what I'm going to be preaching is uh, it's not a heavy revy, uh, but it is uh, a very important thought, and it is and will be 
life-changing to us. I, I want my life changed from, I like that song, from glory to glory. Aren't you glad? <clears throat> uh, thank God He changes us. And so, uh, what we're going to look at tonight is how we deal with rejection. And, and uh, uh, we've all had times in our life where we've had to deal with rejection, haven't we? It may have been a brother or sister, might have been a, a friend, uh, could have been a boyfriend or a girlfriend. I, uh, in, uh, I think I was in eighth grade, I had a girlfriend uh, and she signed in my yearbook. Some of you heard me tell that. She signed in my yearbook at the end of that, that uh, uh, year in, in school. She signed big letters, took a whole page and said, I love you forever. Don't ever forget it. She broke up with me two weeks later. <laughs> love you forever. I mean, oh, in eighth grade, two weeks can be forever. But we've all uh, dealt with rejection in our lives, and, and uh, sometimes rejection can bring doubt. Uh, we may doubt that uh, God <coughs> will, will love us or care for us because we felt uh, rejection from some of those possibly closest to us in life. We wonder if, if they've rejected us, maybe God has too. Rejection can bring fear. Uh, we're afraid uh, that we'll never be accepted by others. It can bring anger. Uh, why is everyone against me? And finally, uh, rejection can bring depression. Uh, we feel like things will never change, like they'll always be this way and we'll always feel this way. And so the root of a lot of things and the stuff that we deal with in our lives, whether it be doubt, fear, anger, depression, and many other things that we deal with, problems uh, can come from a sense of rejection. Now, in John chapter 10 and verse 10, Jesus said these words, the thief does not come except to steal, to kill, and destroy. But listen, he said, I have come that you may have a life and that you may have it more abundantly. Now, the devil is a thief and a robber, and he is gifted, if I can use that word, he is skilled, maybe a better word, at using rejection to rip us off. And if we're going to live the more abundant life and the life that God has chosen for us, called us to, then we're going to have to deal with the root of the problems in our life. And for many people, it can be rejection. To truly overcome a sense of rejection, you and I need to be able to understand, receive, and get really a revelation of our acceptance by God. And so that's why I've called this tonight Radical Acceptance. Radical acceptance. It's radical. God's acceptance of us is radical. Now, the word radical means going to the root or origin. In math, this word radical is sometimes used, and it's synonymous with the word root. So when we're talking about 
radical acceptance. It means at our root, we have confidence of being accepted and loved by God. At the very core of our being, we recognize we have received and have a deep understanding that we are accepted and loved by God. Now, this isn't just something we're trying to convince ourselves of. When I'm talking about this revelation, I'm not talking about just trying to convince ourselves of it, kind of, you know, like uh, 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 Dorothy in The Wizard of Oz as she's clicking her heels together and just, uh, you know, no place like home, no place like home, no, I believe, I believe, I believe God loves it, I believe We're not just trying, listen, to psych ourselves into believing, uh, but there's something about this revelation that where we receive it way down deep at our core, our root, that we have a sense of the radical acceptance by God. And I see you, you can sense that tonight, presence of God moving, touching helping us to understand how God has received and accepted us. It will change how we deal with other people. It will change how we view ourselves if people don't treat us good. How many know, I know it's, it's, it's an odd thing to ever think about, but sometimes people may not treat you well. I know it, it hasn't happened to many of you here, but, but a couple of us, uh, there have been times where people have treated us not well, sometimes viciously. And having a sense of God's acceptance of us will help us deal with the rejection that may come at the hands of others. When we know at our root, our core, that God has accepted us, that God loves us, we can deal with the other junk that comes to us in life. So we need to be deeply convinced and assured that we are accepted by God. I want somebody to say, I have been accepted by God. Now, God could not have shown us in any greater way of his acceptance of us uh, than what he has already done. Listen, uh, John 3.16 says, For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten Son, that whosoever believes in him should not perish but have everlasting life. God could not have shown us in any greater way. Jesus came. He lived. He died. He shed his blood. He gave Everything, everything, every drop of blood was shed. What was he saying in that? He was saying, I accept you. I receive you. If we receive him into our life, we are welcomed into the kingdom of God. Hallelujah. And it's, a, it's it, uh, what other word is it? Radical. Radical acceptance our, at our root, our core, the deepest level of our being that we recognize, uh, realize, revelate in that we are accepted by God. When we are rooted in this acceptance, then you know what happens? We expect good things to come in our lives. 
the gospel's good news. And when we receive Christ, uh, we know that we've been accepted by God, and so we're hopeful that something good is about to happen. We feel, we sense the favor of God on our life. Uh, and so because God's favor's on our life, because He's accepted us, uh, uh, something good's about to happen. Tell somebody. Yeah. Something good's about to happen. <laughs> we'll be more confident because God has accepted us. It's wonderful. Other people will like us more. You know why? Because we're confident that we have been accepted by God, and that confidence uh, radiates and will radiate from our lives. And if people don't like us, don't accept us, uh, it won't devastate us so much because we have at the core of our being that God has accepted us. And if they don't accept us, that's their problem. Unless you're being a jerk, then maybe it's a problem that you need to be, deal with. I want you to tell yourself, don't be a jerk. Okay, we got that out of the way. If we're rooted in acceptance, uh, we'll be more confident. But if we're rooted in rejection, then we expect bad to happen. Well, they're, they're, they won't like me. I won't get the job or I won't get the raise or, or uh, things never seem to work out for me. I'm always on the short end of everything. We kind of have an expectation of doom and gloom and punishment. We expect that God isn't for us, that he's against us, or he's going to come after us to get us. We feel exposed like we have to cover up and hide. We don't feel like we can be ourselves because we don't like ourselves. And how, if we don't like ourselves, how can anybody else like us? We, if we are rooted in rejection, we'll live a safe life. We won't venture out to make new relationships or, or broaden relationships because we feel like uh, people won't accept us anyway, and so we live life safe and secluded and lonely. A person who has a problem admitting that they are wrong or, or can't receive constructive criticism has an underlying problem with rejection. You ever met anybody who always had to be right? Don't look at anybody. <laughs> Don't do that. Don't. Don't do that. <clears throat> or have you ever known somebody who reacts violently and immediately if they're criticized, and it can be over the uh, the smallest thing, you can you can tell somebody trying to be helpful. You know, you have a maybe a piece of lettuce stuck in your tooth. Ah, don't I, that's not that's not. I knew it was there. That's there because I left it there to eat later. That's my snack for later. A piece of lettuce in my teeth. See, the, these people who can't ever be wrong or react so violently to criticism that they base their security 
and being right all the time. And, and can I tell you something? God doesn't want us to base our, our sense of being and security and being right all the time because can I tell you something that you already know and that I already know? We are not always going to be right. God wants our security based uh, that we are the righteousness of God in Christ. If you're taking notes, write down 2 Corinthians 5, 21. That's what it says, that he became sin for us, that we might be made the righteousness of God uh, in Christ. And so we need to learn how to accept uh, our acceptance, develop that root of acceptance, to be rooted in the acceptance of God, and, and that way we can live a bigger life. Don't you want to? I believe you do. Hebrews chapter 13, verse 5 and 6, two are the most important verses in the Bible to me personally. This is in the Amplified Version. And it tells us something so important about God to us. And this is what it says. For he, God himself, has said, I will not listen. This is God speaking. I want you, I want you to tell yourself, God is speaking to me. Uh, that was weak tonight. <laughs> Say it one more time. God is speaking to me. God is speaking to you and to me in out of these verses. It's the Word of God. He's speaking to us, and He says, I will not in any way fail you nor give you up nor leave you without support. I will not, I will not, I will not in any degree leave you helpless, nor forsake you, nor let you down, or relax, relax my hold on you. Assuredly not. So we take comfort and are encouraged and confidently and boldly say, the Lord is my helper. I will not be seized with alarm. I will not fear or dread or be terrified what can man do to me? Somebody say, "Woo!" That is radical acceptance, where it, and it has to get down deep inside us, at the core of our being. Some years ago, and it's been actually over a decade, almost almost two decades ago, this portion of Scripture, God began to let resonate in my spirit. I meditated, I thought about it uh, over and over about God's acceptance, that He'll never leave, He will never forsake, all of these things. And I began to let it resonate inside me, began to get a revelation of it inside me. I'm telling you, it brings a change of life. It brings a sense of confidence and assurance when we know in our knower that God God has accepted us, that he has received us. He'll never leave. He'll never forsake. He, he says, I'm not going to let you down. Amen. Aren't you glad? Amen. But see, we have to choose acceptance. We need, listen, we need to embrace God's radical acceptance. John chapter 15, verse 16, said, Jesus is saying, I want you to say, Jesus is speaking to me. This is what he's saying to you. You did not choose me, but I chose you. Isn't that awesome? You did, we didn't pick God. God picked us. Listen, God wanted you. 
I'm not talking about Uncle Sam wants you. I'm talking about God wanted you. God wanted you. God wanted you. And he paid the price for us, didn't he? He chose us. We've been picked by God. Matthew chapter 11, verse 28, Jesus said, Come to me, all you who labor and are heavy laden, and I'll give you rest. See, that's his acceptance. He says, come to me, and I'll give you rest. He, he didn't say, Look, listen, uh, he's not saying, stay away from me, you filthy sinner, you miserable failure, you rat, you weakling, you spineless thing, you. See, people think of God that he, he does. That's the way pe- a lot of people think about God. That God's just disgusted, so disgusted with them. You disgust me. Why don't you get it together? Pull yourself up by your own bootstraps. You know what? I was thinking about that today. Pull yourself up by your own bootstraps. You know, before I got saved, all my bootstraps had been busted. I, I couldn't. I could not do it. I couldn't pull myself up by my own bootstraps. They were all busted and broke. I'd broken every bootstrap I had. Didn't have many, but I'd broken them all. I couldn't get my act together. We couldn't get our act together. And Jesus knew, and that's why he says, come to me. He didn't say, uh, uh, come to me, you that've got it all together, you that have polished yourself up real good. He said, come to me at your worst, at your most vulnerable state, and I'll give you rest. Wow, don't somebody say, I sense it. Or somebody say, I'm starting to believe it. <laughs> John 6 and verse 37, Jesus says, all that the Father gives me will come to me. Uh, listen, man, it's just, it tears me up. And the one who comes to me, I will by no means cast out. Oh, that's security. That's acceptance. He says, come to me. I'm not going to cast you out. No way. Somebody say, no way. In fact, say it. No way will Jesus cast me out. John 1, verse 12, it says, For as many as received him, to them he gave the right to become children of God, to those who believe in his name. See, when we are born into the kingdom of God, we get rights. We get rights. Now, a lot of we, we're Americans, and so we think about our rights. We got the right to do this. We got the right to do that. Can I tell you something? As a blood-bought child of God, ah, oh, we have rights. We have the right to be children of the living God. You have rights tonight. By the blood of Jesus Christ, you have the right to be a child of God. You are a child of God because Jesus paid the price and you received him, and that gives you that right. Now, somebody say, that's right. 1 John 3 and verse 1 says, Behold, what manner of love the Father has bestowed on us that we should be called children of God. 
Ephesians 1 verse 6 says that he has made us accepted in the beloved. Now say, I be loved. That's not real good grammar, but it's true. Say it again and convince yourself, I be loved. <laughs> and now, some, now tell somebody, that's right. <laughs> Psalm 27, verse 10, this is so good. He says, when my father and my mother forsake me, then the Lord will take care of me. When we're children, when we're kids, our primary source of acceptance comes from our parents. They're the ones that we gain that, that sense of uh, that critical sense of acceptance from. And, you know, you can be rejected by a brother, by a sister, by a friend, by a boyfriend, girlfriend, uh, somebody you go to school with, maybe somebody you go to church with. But when we are children and we get rejected uh, uh, or sense rejection from uh, a mom or dad, there can be hardly anything worse. And there's some here tonight that you went through that in your childhood. And God's Word addresses that and says that it can even be possible that a father or mother may forsake you, but God has a promise for us, and it says that at that time, the Lord will take care of me. I have several other translations. Some uh, in the NIV, it says, the Lord will receive me. In the English Standard Version, it says, the Lord will take me in. And in the New Living Testament, it says, even though my father and mother abandon me, the Lord will hold me close. You see, that's the miracle of being accepted by God. He draws us in. He holds us close. He calls us his own. You know what I call that? Radical acceptance. <laughs> Romans 8, verse 31 says, What shall we say then to these things? What things? Everything that comes against us. If God is for us, who can be against us? You hear that tonight? If God is for you. Who can be against you? Psalm 118, verse 6 and 7, this is really reiterated in that portion of Scripture out of Hebrews, chapter 13, 5 and 6 later, but he says, the Lord is on my side. Oh, I tell you what, when we know, when we believe, when we embrace that God is on our side, whoo, watch out, devil. <laughs> the Lord is on my side. I want you to say it. The Lord is on my side. I will not fear. What can man do to me? The Lord is for me among those who help me. I'm telling you, we trust and we believe that. It gets down deep inside. It'll change our life. Now listen, this is so important. See, because God doesn't need us to change before he accepts us. I'm going to let that kind of just sit in on you for a minute. And it's true. God doesn't need us to change before he accepts us. <clears throat> if, if we have to change for God to accept us, then it's not acceptance. It's about us doing something for God to receive us. And you know what that is? That's religion. 
It's us doing something for God to accept us. God, I'll change if you'll just accept me. But that isn't the way God is. God doesn't wait for us to change to accept us. You know what he waits for? He waits for our response. Come to me, all ye that are weary and heavy laden, I'll give you rest. All he's waiting for is for us to make a decision to humble ourselves and say, you know what, God, I cannot do anything about myself or, or about my sin or my circumstance. I got to have you. I got to have your help. That's the only thing God's waiting for is for us to open up, let him come. He's already, and he comes rushing in with acceptance. He receives us to himself. <clears throat> That's what happened when I got saved. I prayed one night, on a Thursday night, I prayed that I prayed something to this effect, God, I don't know what to do, I don't know where to go, I don't know, I, I, I don't know. Uh, God, I need you to send somebody to talk to me. Two days later, uh, here I was, this long-haired uh, hippie and uh, in Flagstaff going to college there and messed up, all busted up, couldn't pull myself up by my bootstraps. Uh, all my straps had been busted, broken, and I was broken. I had, uh, I had been folded. I had been spindled. I had been mutilated. And I cried out in desperation and said, God, I need you to send somebody to talk to me. He sent a, 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 a little four-square preacher to me that looked like a Mormon missionary. <laughs> Came walking up to this long-haired hippie and gave, passed me a track and told me about Jesus, how Jesus loved me, could work a miracle in my life. And you know what? I got saved that night. And after I got saved, I found out a tremendous revelation. And that is God accepted me. God received me. Hallelujah. God receives us. And all we had, it wasn't about me changing, cleaning my act up. I tried to do it. We cannot change ourselves. Not really. Uh, we may alter our behavior in one way, but it'll pop out somewhere else, even worse. At our core, we, what we need in the deepest part of our spirit and being, we need a Savior. And his name is Jesus. His very name means to save. And you know what he does? <laughs> oh, my gosh. This is just too good. He saves to the uttermost. Therefore, he is able also to save to the uttermost. That's Hebrews 7, verse 25. He's able to save to the uttermost. You know what? Every one of us, that's exactly what we needed. We didn't need a little bit of saving. We didn't need a little, <laughs> we didn't need a little bit of polishing up here. Let me spit shine. We didn't need a spit shine. We needed a shining of the blood of Jesus, right? <laughs> We needed saving to the uttermost. <laughs> I like that word, uttermost. <laughs> you know what it means? This is good. Completely and forever. <laughs> we don't have to be afraid in life. We can know we're accepted by God. He has saved us to the uttermost completely and forever. And if you ever wonder, does God accept me? Listen, there's only one requirement. 
Uh, Hebrews 7.25 again, it says uh, that those he saves to the uttermost, those who come to God through him. That's all it is, our making our uh, decision, a choice, asking him into our heart and life. Jesus is the guarantor of our being accepted. See, God wants to heal us of our brokenness, doesn't he? He wants to forgive us of our sin. He wants to deliver us from our bondages and everything that keeps us from living that rich, full life, but not so he can tolerate us. See, he doesn't want to do all that so that then he can put up with us or tolerate us. We are accepted first, and then he goes to work in our lives through the Holy Spirit to build us up, to strengthen us, to renew us. Listen, he doesn't leave us the way we are, but he accepts us the way we are. Thank God for that. He doesn't leave us the way we are, but he accepts us the way we are. So many people are afraid of God that they can't hear his voice calling out to them, drawing them, because they feel like bad is, is his purpose, that he's out to get them. Oh, God is out to get you, but to get you in a good way. He's, God's out to get us. He, that's why Jesus died, to get us. He wanted to get us. And you know, when we receive him under our life, he claims us. He accepts us. Great verse of Scripture is this one, Jeremiah 31.3. The Lord has appeared of old to me, saying, Yes, I have loved you with an everlasting love. Therefore, with loving kindness, I have drawn you. So if you ever wonder, God, do you love me? God says a resounding yes. This is the Lord's word to you tonight. Yes. Yes. Does God love me? Yes. God receive me? Yes. Does God accept me? Yes. I want you to shout it out tonight. Yes. We need to embrace that radical acceptance. I'm going to close with just some stuff. I'm putting these up on the screen so that you can hang on to it. See, when we really are free from rejection... We'll be able to pray with power because we know God is for us. We'll be able to love people the way God wants us to love them because we're not so self-conscious. We'll stop being so disapproving of ourselves. We'll stop beating ourselves up. We'll stop needing to be right. Somebody say, that's right. We'll stop having to perform to receive God's acceptance. It's not about our performance. It's about His acceptance, what He's already done. We'll stop caring so much about what other people think of us. Tonight, we have got to realize and receive by revelation and by just faith 
Somebody, tell somebody, faith it. We've got to believe it. <clears throat> faith it. Believe, accept, receive, embrace it. Can you say, that's me? <clears throat> Let's stand to our feet tonight. <clears throat> and as you stand to your feet, I want you to bow your head and close your eyes. <clears throat> if there's anyone here that you've never given your life to Christ, I want you to know God is out to get you. Not in a bad way. He's out to receive you. He's out to touch you. He's out to heal brokenness and, and all that turmoil inside. No, no one looking around for a moment. You've never asked Christ in your life, but tonight you want to. You know, and see, tonight you do know in your heart of hearts, God has, has brought you to a place of decision. You've never asked Christ into your life, but tonight you want to, and you lift your hand up where I can see it and know it will include you in this closing prayer across this building. God bless you. Praise God. <clears throat> Hallelujah. Praise God. Anybody else? Just raise your hand. Just. I know that there are those here you say, well, I, I know there's stuff going on and all that. I want God's forgiveness. And, and you know what? God's forgiveness was paid for you 2,000 years ago. You gave your life to Christ. You know what you have to do now? You receive that forgiveness. Receive it. <clears throat> receive it. I want us all to pray this prayer real quick. I want you to just pray it out loud with me. Jesus, Jesus. thank you for coming to get me. Thank you for paying the price so I could have your life. I receive you, and I am so grateful that you have accepted me. Thank you, Jesus, for changing my life. In your name, amen. Thank you, Jesus. I want, just before we leave tonight, I want to lead us in a confession. I want you to say this out with me, and I want you to say it out loud. And you don't have to shout if you're uncomfortable with it, but I, but I encourage you out loud. I want you to say it. If you want to shout it, it's all right. It doesn't make me nervous. I want you to say <clears throat> with me, I am accepted in the beloved. I am accepted in the beloved. I want you to say, I have a root of acceptance. I will live free from the fear of others because God is for me. I will live free from the fear of others because God is for me. Now would you just give the Lord a big clap off and thank Him. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. I can't think of any, any more uh, greater way than to feel assured and confident than knowing God is for us. God is for us. Amazing. It's ama I mean, uh, who would have ever thought it? <laughs> who would have? N none of you were in your high school yearbook were, were uh, 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 written down most likely to be saved and filled with the Holy Ghost and some of you may have been back in those years, thank God, but, you know, who would have ever thought? But you know what? He has received us. He has accepted us, and it is radical. 
And we need more and more to allow that to get way down into the core of our being so we can be assured, so we can be confident. And, not, and again, not being jerks, but confident and assured. It will help us deal with all the other stuff, stuff in life when we know God's for us. I want you to say it real quick with me. God is for me. Say it one more time. God is for me. Amen. God bless you. Be friendly with each other. Prayer team is up here in the front to pray individually with you if you'd like to come and receive prayer. God bless you. Thank you for listening to the Praise Chapel Kingman podcast. We can't wait to see you next week.